by hey guys welcome to episode 37 of res hockey i'm trev and back from his skiing trip from british columbia welcome back bush hi how are you guys i'm good to be here thank you how was your trip the trip was excellent how was the drive back drive back was even worse what happened <laughs> well outside of regina uh we left the hotel about eight o'clock got by to eat and just by the bypass from regina i noticed i had a flat tire or i ran over something the alarm come off of my uh my computer saying i got a little air pressure and i it went flat in about maybe four minutes. I had no chance of patching it. No chance of patching? So you had to buy a new no. tire? Uh, well, I mean, uh, well, I had no chance of changing it. Uh, oh, I had yeah. no chance of, uh, of changing because I was on a I was on the Trans-Canada Highway. So I wasn't going to mess around. And no matter <laughs> where I pulled off and anybody, semis, big trucks, they would make, they would make my truck um, move, vibrate. You can feel the wind. So we ended up getting it, uh, taking it to a little tire shop called, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, Mr. Lube. <laughs> yeah, they they uh, they pass it up. It was pretty good. Only 57 bucks to patch it up. It That's nice. not bad. What no. was uh, what was the cause of your flat? The guy, the guy figured I ran over a nail. The guy? The guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the tow truck driver that stopped. He figured I ran over a nail, which is, which is pretty common that time of year in the yeah in the, in the city. At least it wasn't minus forty nine o'clock at night, right? Oh, that would have been awful, or a blowout further yeah. down the highway. Shit! So it could have been a lot, lot worse. But so, how were the slopes? The slopes were uh, they were mediocre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were you on the bunny hill the whole time i was on the bunny hill probably 99 percent of the time <laughs> there's a lot of people from Kenora that went that last week eh there was lots of people uh do you know um he, daniel grosnick you know uh solid construction he yeah. was there him and his family were there um a couple other people that uh i know were there the last couple days i saw Kenora team called johnny's trashers they play softball. I've seen a couple of their jerseys. I was just scratching my head. I said, what? Charlie's Trashers own BC? <laughs> it was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Dave Turner was there with his family. He plays okay. on the Hawks. So, yeah, it was a lot, a lot of Kenora guys, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So, episode 37, our guest for the show is Mr. Dan Frawley from Nipissing First Nation. Uh, Dan used to play in the show for, he was drafted by Chicago, played for Pittsburgh. He was the captain before Mario. So that's cool. That's pretty cool. He, in, he finished his career with the Rochester Americans of the American Hockey League. So he's in the um, Rochester Americans Hockey Hall of Fame. So mm. we had a good, good chat, him and I, while you were on the slopes. Getting my so, tongue stuck to the it, eating frost. <laughs> I didn't do it though. You should have. It wasn't that cold. Well, I don't want to take that risk. <laughs> hey, look, frost. <laughs> yeah, that would have been funny. So yeah, I yeah. Look, 
should have did it. Facebook Live. <laughs> well, I was sitting there and I said, I, I was, there's me, Jaden, and Sue. And I took the phone. I said, okay, I got to do I explained to her what I was doing and I got within a little bit. And Sue's just like, she's, I think she was holding her breath. And uh, I was like, no, I can't do it. A <laughs> couple of beers in, you should have did it. <laughs> do you couple, have a couple cold up? ones then? Densky or do you just at lunch at lunch I had a I had a called uh was called Pokney Gold. You can't get it here in Ontario. It's only in, it was draft there. Holy man, I forgot how good it tasted. Uh Tony, my brother, when 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 he lived in BC, he introduced it to me way back when. So I remember the the taste of it was really good. Can you buy but, it in I the mean, liquor store? No, you know what? Uh, we went to the beer store, the vendor on on the resort, and he's the lady looked at me. She said, "You're not the only one from out of town that asks if we sell that." I guess they've been asking to get that case of particular brand for a while for the people that uh, for the tourists, pretty much. But they, uh, for some reason, they Coconut won't won't ship it there. Wow, eh? Uh, yeah, it's pretty neat. It's like it's really really good. I'm not promoting the taste of alcoholism. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. but uh, if you we know one in Rome, <laughs> uh, if you ever if you like to taste this, a smooth Cockney gold beer, I suggest it if you're out in that resort, but only in mild. Mm-hmm. Couple. Mm-hmm. Mild. Yeah, don't get blacked only, out. Only in, only, in, only in moderation. We here at Res Hockey Podcast do not promote promote the mass consumption of alcohol exactly preach it okay we'll go with our cuz of the week yes episode 37 the cuz cuz of the, the week the brother the cuz yeah um <laughs> a couple of weeks ago his brother was cuz of the week and now yeah. this week he's cuz of the week so cuz of the week for episode 37 is mr andrew jameson andrew. of nisashawan first nation but lives this is just a couple blocks from us in Kenora. So he's a big time goalie. He's the Mr. Reliable. If you need a goalie Colorado. last second, Andrew is your man. He also played backup for the Tampa Lightning. If you guys ever watch, he's got the same moves. As, Not uh, quite Vasilevsky, but he's there. He's there. So thanks, Andrew, for the sport and keep on keeping on. You have any yep. shout outs for this week? Shout out just to all the lovely, lovely people, the, the resorts that uh, keep it going for chumps like me to come in and uh, take take your money, carve up the slopes. And I'll yeah, give a shout money. out to all the players that played this past weekend in the Casey's Hockey oh, yeah, League. That's right. Tournament, the beer league tournament here in Kenora. I went to go watch a couple games and very entertaining. There's a lot of young boys skating now, and they're fast. That's good to see. They're fast too. So they can they can almost. So what you're saying is that they're that they're almost as fast as you and me now. Yep, they're getting up there. So it's good to see, like, 18, 19 year old kids just flying. <laughs> I know. So pretty good. And uh, congrats to our Jets for winning B side again. <laughs> probably, probably led by Penny. Oh, he didn't even show up. Funny story. I was leaving. <laughs> I was leaving the arena last night around eight thirty at night, and I saw this cab pulling in 
the parking lot at the rink and I was thinking, holy man, this person's really desperate to skate. He takes a taxi of all the people. It's Penny getting out of the taxi, picking up his truck. <laughs> it was it was there since like Saturday afternoon. That's a good thing though, you people, you folks, you kids. Leave the trucks at home, leave the trucks at the arena. Employ our cabs, employ your moms, employ your, your dad, Uber. your uncles. Get someone to pick you up. Don't drink and drive. No, don't drink and drive. Even like uh, smoking up or taking any narcotics, yeah. right? Leave Just the truck as... at home. Exactly. Or leave the truck at home or leave the truck at the arena. It's still going to be there. Yep. Don't chance it. It's not worth it, guys. Tread it. Trade deadline was today. Did you watch Ooh. any uh, TSN or sports nets? I was sleeping. You're oh yeah, you work nights, eh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, pretty good, pretty good trades, I guess. It's like nothing really major that happened. That so, like uh, Andrew Cop is going to New York Rangers from Winnipeg. Then uh, Mr. Michael McNevin, he's uh, Métis from Winnipeg, but lived in Southern Ontario. He's getting, He got traded to Ottawa from Calgary. So who else? Max Domi. Max Domi got traded to to Carolina from Columbus. Carolina, yeah. Oh, he'll be skating with our boy, Ethan. Ethan Bear. Yeah. Penguins got Rickard Raquel from Anaheim. What else? Flurry got traded to Minnesota. That's a pretty big trade, that one. Yeah, that's a good push. You know a stat about Flurry? He's never missed the playoffs. Holy shit, eh? That's like 16, 17 years. (laughs) Yeah. He got traded for a second round pick. Like, yeah. Wow. That's pretty. uh, He's good. He's good. He'll be in the playoffs, though. (laughs) He will. Like Brian Little from the Jets, he got traded for. To Arizona, I think that was just a money dump, dump yeah. his salary. Toronto made a trade with Vancouver for Travis Dermont. Thank God, finally, <laughs> for a third round pick. I would have took a seventh for that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but the big one was the Mark Giordano with Colin Blackwell got traded for a 20, 2022 second round. A 2023 second round and a 2024 third round. Do you think that's too much for Giordano? No, never. <laughs> he won a Norris a couple of years ago, eh? Yeah, well, so did PK Subban. That does not, that's oh, not yeah, saying much, true, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that does not, does not say much. And Florida picked Yo. up Claude Giroux. That's Giordano. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm interested to see that. Giordano. He would yeah. play with uh, TJ Brody because they were uh, D partners in Calgary. What do you think of uh, Florida? I think they're they're going to make a push with Giroux. Yeah. Giroux's a still a top, well, top, yeah. top two still, center. Yeah, second line, I'm... first line. So that should be good. Nothing. We'll see. No, no big, no real big signing by. Uh... By Ken Holland, eh? I see. I know. You surprised you didn't sell the boat. I know. I, I thought, thought for you guys sure were be I sellers. Thought, I thought maybe. I thought maybe they they probably dump uh, Hopkins, or even Duncan or Keith. Yeah. So yeah, not even 
just one little like minor league trade. So yeah. You wanted to bring up the what happened to East Coast League with Jacob yes. Panetta. What the hell is his name again? Jacob Panetta. Yeah. It's uh he's being reinstated, is he not? He is. That's good because he never should have been suspended in the first place. Fine, maybe, but that's uh not even he, fine. Like he just made up flex flex your muscle that, that every NHLer has made. If you watch yep. uh, Tom Wilson does that all the time. And it's and it's a it's a generic muscle flex like boo, big tough boy when when someone else comes along. And uh, I read a comment on one of the uh probably one of the internet warriors, but it was just uh, Subban trying to r- remain relevant in, with the NHL or trying to in the news, and it kind of almost fits that. Yeah, I was, I'm glad to see him, glad to hear him skating again because he never should have been suspended in the first place. Do you think anyone will sign him because of what he what he did, or uh, for him getting suspended? I think like, is he uh, a bad apple? I don't think he's a bad apple. No, I wonder if he'll be like a cancer to the team if the boys will just like try to not be so close to him and just kind of keep him on the outskirts of the team and not really or not really Avery. accepting him to the team, right? Because of what he yeah. did. What is that? Oh, sorry. It's my phone. Sorry, it's uh, my agent <laughs> yeah. for, uh, this weekend. You've been traded for... Dozen pucks and five pylons. Yeah. Please report to camp. Are you are you sore? Kind of. I I kind of tweaked my shoulder a little bit from doing all my from doing all the moguls. The hell's a mogul? It's a little random hills that form on the double diamonds hills. What's a di- du- double diamond hill? It's it's the rated difficulty. It's it's somewhere I don't think you, you would never ever go on. Why? Are you calling me a shitty skier? Yeah. I could ski, man. I'll just go down straight. Straight down. Ooh, <laughs> niche style. No turns. I know. I was listening to what you said last week. <laughs> My best, uh, the best intro is when he said, oh, fucking Bush is not here again. <laughs> Asshole. Like, I hope he doesn't break his ass. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Fall on his table and just break his ass or what? He's something like that. <laughs> oh, your ringtone, man. No, uh, voice. No, it's just voicemail notification. I got physiotherapy tomorrow. On your on your ass. <laughs> asshole. <laughs> what do you think about uh, Florida Panthers? They put. That their defenseman Ekbald on long-term injured reserve. Do you think they're pulling another Tampa Bay where they're just gonna absolutely? I think the next uh CBA they have to talk about that because that's a big loophole that's kind of cheating. It's cheating, but it's not right. Because they first the big name to do it in recent years wasn't uh Tampa Bay, it was Patrick Kane did that. Yeah. Yeah, and then I mean, uh, that's a yeah. six six million dollar cap space right there mm-hmm. with Ekblad being on the injured reserve. And so then, maybe uh, that's how they were able to bring Giroux in, right? Yeah, uh, and then Tampa Bay did that with a shortened season. They won the yeah. cup. 
Ah. Kucherov misses the whole year, comes back, gets two points a game, and they win again. Yeah. We're not saying that Kucherov's a shitty def- defenseman, but, you know, Ford. like, come on. Well, what about uh, Maroon wasn't traded, so it looks like Tampa Bay will be winning the Stanley Cup again this uh, year? Look, it looks like he'll get four cups. He'll be like Brent Trache. Imagine winning four cups in a row. How many He'll did the Islanders win? Four. Did they win four or five? They won four in a row. They won four. Trust if he me, wins, I would know that. <laughs> if he wins four in a row, he has to be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. He'll be in the same conversations as Trache and Bossy. Yeah, like won four cups. Did in the a row. Oilers win four in a row? In the no, 80s? they won. They won five won of seven. Because so. remember, because uh, Steve Smith banked it in on fear. Oh yeah. Who tries to throw the puck across crease pass like that? And I've I've done that. Yeah, I, I believe that. But, <laughs> but I, I didn't score though. I just gave it away. <laughs> Do you think that's like the biggest mistake in NHL playoff history? What Steve Smith did? Um, if we're talking hockey history, hockey wise, yeah, hockey wise, I think the biggest gaffe was Flurry's gaffe in the juniors. When he tried to go, all he had to do was cover up the puck. Yeah. But he tried to play it up forward. He went off his own defenseman into the net. They cost cost Canada the, uh, the drive for five. Uh, Chris Phillips did that when Ottawa was playing the Ducks in the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. He did that too, but it wasn't as big as Steve Smith, though. But Steve Smith is Steve Smith is uh, just because it was with the Oilers and Flames. Do you think playoffs. a guy like that that makes such a big mistake, like he had to go for counseling, just a lot of help? Oh, because yeah, how much absolutely, hate. and it wasn't on social media yet. Like, no, imagine if it was social media back then, how much hate and yeah, from you the fans. Well, flurry, uh, two thousand four. That was social media was just starting to is the early, early. You know, like the internet was just starting. Could you yeah. imagine if it? Instagram and Twitter was alive then. Yeah. Holy fuck. Just like our, even play? our friend of the show, Ethan Barra, how yeah. he gave up the, the puck for a game tying goal and how much shape he got. Yeah. That's a tying goal. So imagine Steve Smith gave up gave up that goal for them to lose. It was a series, playoff. it was a series losing goal. Yeah. In the playoff. We were talking wow. about you in the dressing room yesterday about uh how we <laughs> how we lost in overtime to Dunnett. When uh, you're going to shoot the puck and he hit the uh, bob in the shin pads and he, he came down and scored. Oh, <laughs> they were talking fuck. about that. <laughs> and the Jets dressing room? Yeah. I was in, oh. I went, when I went to the, the their last game yesterday, Mark C goes, Hey, remember when Bush that one time? It's <laughs> 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 like, well, yeah. funny. They still remember that, man. That was yeah. your Steve Smith moment where you just shot and pe- tried to shoot, hit the guy in the shin pads. And, yeah. yeah. Happens to the best of them. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that was game three. That was overtime. Those 30 seconds left in the period. Oh, man. It was a face-off their own. It was a clean face-off win. Clean face-off win, and I... I I was gonna I was gonna shoot it to the far left corner, but that lane was blocked. And by the time I made that choice, I said, oh fuck, I gotta do something with it. And then all of a sudden I seen <laughs> I shot it and I see Baba's shin pad and like, oh no, this is not gonna end well. Of course, you don't even try to escape 
skate back in your end just you know no. what happened I, I was like as then I, I i was praying to every hockey god i was like please Arabic bail me out but the hockey guys didn't listen to me nope with that being said, let's go to our, our interview with <laughs> Mr. You. Dan Frawley. <laughs> Bush is pretty upset and well. Uh, you better go to our interview with Dan. Yeah, I'm leaving. Bye. All right, let's go. <laughs> Res Hockey would like to introduce you to our episode 37 show um he is from nipissing first nation and we would like to introduce introduce you to mr dan farley welcome to the show dan thanks trevor it's a pleasure to be here uh how did you get started in hockey well i come from a family of uh 10 of us five girls and five boys and i was like the eighth uh second third youngest. So all my siblings were at the rink. Of course, growing up in Northern Ontario, it, all winter back then, no TV, you know, while we had TV, two channels, no computers, internet. So <laughs> winter time, it was either, it was get outside and uh, find something to do. So my older brothers, they were playing hockey. So I just naturally started playing hockey. And uh, one day, a neighbor of mine, a friend, his dad decided that he was going to coach a double uh, A um, minor hockey team, and he asked me if I wanted to come and try out. So I went and tried out, and that was the the beginning of my minor hockey playing double A in uh, the town of Valley East. Oh yeah, um, a lot of good players came from there. I remember, like I played midget triple A in Timmins, and Valley East was always uh, a good team. That's uh, just, is that outside Sudbury? Yeah, about uh, 10, yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah. How big, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you were talking about Valleys. Yeah. yeah. Um, the family behind me were the um, parents of um, P.K. Subban. Oh, okay. In our subdivision. Yeah. And in our next subdivision was, um, that's where Ron Doogie lived at lived grew up oh wow yeah pretty good not as good as some of the northern towns but yeah not too bad <laughs> yeah that Sudbury area always has super good good hockey teams uh you played how big was it playing in little nhl when you were younger oh it was huge i mean um for me it was my favorite tournament of the year we um of course i was playing double a hockey so we would play in five, six tournaments a year. So I had my fill of tournaments, but it was the one tournament where I got to play with my cousins and friends. And, um, you know, it was hilarious. We'd show up in the first game and everyone would be pulling the equipment out, trying skates on, trying <laughs> to, you know, because for them, it was their big tournament. The, yeah. Uh, the one and only one that they got to play in. So there's some great memories of uh, teams and, uh, I was mentioning about earlier about the uh, the team from uh, Moose Factory. The first time I ever saw them, um, I figured, well, these guys coming from up north, they're not going to be that good. So we see them on the ice. They got these beautiful uniforms matching 
I believe helmets, gloves, everything. You know? <laughs> and, they, and they could all skate and play, and they just slacked us. They were, they were talking to you. <laughs> I told my kids that the little NHL is probably one of the hardest tournaments to win because each division you have at least 25 teams, and they're all competitive. And try to win a tournament out of 25 teams is tough. Uh, luckily, we won Bantams three years ago, and – Unfortunately, my kids are just too old now with the pandemic. They missed out on their midget midget career. So, yeah, it's unfortunate that we uh, we weren't able to go over the last three years. But my kids loved it as well. I think just playing other reserves in Ontario and making that friendship was huge. Oh, absolutely. Great tournament, and I'm glad it, uh, it still continues. And I just heard yesterday that um, Nipissing for the – Fourth year in a row is going to try to host it, and fingers crossed that it goes. And uh, we'll actually – we had planned for the last uh, – well, two out of the three years, um, we were going to have our um, NHL Native alumni team. We're yeah. going to play a, a short little game during the uh, opening ceremonies. Oh, nice. Do you uh, skate much with the Native alumni team? Because I know there's John Chabot, you got Jamie and Reggie Leach and Aaron Nasham and those guys, they like skating around. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we haven't played since I think it was February of 20. So I know myself, I'm getting a little older. I'm 59 now. And I, I don't really like skating unless I'm playing um, for a reason, like a charity yeah. event or whatever. Um like to go and play a pickup hockey game, I'm not really into that. So I haven't really skated in two years. So we'll see. We'll see how I do when uh, we get back on the ice. What do you think of today's technology, like the one piece sticks and the like the one piece skate, where everything's pretty much custom made and and expensive as well? Well, for the pros, I think it's I think it's great. Um, I never really played with the um, one piece sticks. I use them now because it's hard to get wood sticks, but um, <laughs> I find it, it could be me, but it seems like the, the pocket bounces off the blades a lot more than they did the, the wooden ones. And um, skates, I was really an old school pocket player. I just like, if I had a pair of gloves, I'd wear them until I couldn't wear them anymore. Shoulder pads from like 70s and you know, skates, I think I wore the Bauer 1000s forever. That's the only skate I ever wore. So, <laughs> <laughs> When you were, like, uh, in your playing days, what would you do to your stick to adjust it? I know, like, I remember a lot of people will play with the blowtorch and just file it down. Was there anything specific that you did with your sticks? Yeah. Um, it seemed like, for some reason, I was getting a – I would cut off the – tip of it uh, um coming making it shorter so i'd start out with say like a 10 inch blade and then maybe midway through the year my blade might be eight inches and i'm looking at it, i'm like why the heck is that so small and then i make it <laughs> so i end up just playing around with stuff just i think just to keep busy before the game and whatever and and i round the bottom because i like to play in the corners a lot and i kind of felt that if i had that rounded i could Oh yeah, yeah, a bit more. So that was about it. I, I didn't really go into um, getting a big curve 
it was kind of wasn't straight, but it was more a um, the curve was more at the bottom, like a heel curve. Yeah. yeah, 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 that would be it. You played junior in Sudbury and Cornwall. How was your years playing junior hockey? Well, um, I had been to one junior game before I played, and I was a fourth round pick to um, Sudbury and. I think, if I remember correctly, I weighed 145 and was six feet tall this, when they drafted me in the summer. So I put on 20 pounds to go to camp at um, 165. So this was in the late 70s. And back then, it was a fairly tough league, um, very physical. So whereas now you could be any size as long as you're quick. Yeah. Back then, it didn't matter if you were quick, if you had size. So size was really uh, important. So it was tough. My first year, um, physically, I remember getting uh, getting hit a few times and never knocked out on the ice, but come to on the bench and wonder, like, how did I get here? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I ended up, uh, I think I scored 20, 20 goals my first year. I played with... Um, uh, oh goodness, um, Dale Hunter. Okay, yeah, Dale, yeah. Dale Hunter was my centerman there, so we had a um, we had a really good team. We ended up losing in the sixth game in overtime in the conference finals against Peterborough, who went on to lose the. They had won the Memorial Cup the year before. But they ended up losing the Memorial Cup to Cornwall. And then, as would happen, the next year in junior kind of goes in cycles. Every three years, they have a good team, and then they rebuild yeah. three years. Rebuild. So that was their big year in Sudbury. The next year, we had a young team. So I got traded to Cornwall, and um, that turned out to be awesome. So I really went from a last-place team to a team that had just won the Memorial Cup the year before. So on our team, we had um, – we had Dale Howarchuk, Mark Crawford were on the first line. Our second line was centered by uh, Scotty Arneal. And our third line was myself with um, Doug Gilmore. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, we had a strong, strong team up, up the middle. And then on defense, we had um, two really, really top-notch defensemen. Fred Arthur, who was drafted first round by, um, I think it was Hartford. He played maybe three years and then decided he'd rather be a doctor. So, oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, looking back, he went from, you know, because we didn't make a lot of money back then. Yeah. He, but he could have played 15, 20 years. He was, he was really good. And our other excellent defenseman was Fred Boimstruck from uh, Cape Royal, a town near where I lived. And um, he was a second-round second round pick early to Toronto. And they brought him up as an 18-year-old and ruined him. He was out of hockey within two years. If, if he had been drafted by Montreal, the team that put him in, brought him up when he was 20, yeah. put him in the minors for a year, he could have played for 20 years. Do you think is it is because Toronto rushed him and brought him up too early and just yeah and adjust? Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. At that time, they were. At that time, they were always rushing players and, you know, 
going through a lot of changes all the time. So it was a dark time for the Leafs. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can say it's still kind of dark, eh? <laughs> As a Leafs fan, yeah, I could. I guess you could say that. <laughs> you were drafted by Chicago in 1980. Like, how was it getting drafted by uh, an original sixth club? Oh, it was awesome. I was uh, I was pretty excited about it. And um, it's funny that I was a 10th round draft pick. So back then they used to go 10 rounds. And having been traded to Cornwall, we ended up going to the Memorial Cup and playing and then winning it. And if I had not been drafted in the 10th round and been drafted, you know, and played out my um, – and then drafted the following year after the Memorial Cup, I probably would have went like in the third round. So going in rounds makes a, a big difference. Okay. So um, it was just, it was tough to crack the Chicago lineup. They had some really good uh, players and a really good team. So I spent um, two years playing in uh, Springfield, Massachusetts. And then we moved to the um, IHL, which at the time was – the third tier, the lowest level of professional hockey. It was pretty much a goon league. And um, for whatever reason, Chicago decided, well, we're going to start, we're going to bring our team over there. So we went there. I think I played 24 games. I had like 170 some minutes. So I think it was on and like 11 goals and X amount of assists. So I was doing good, but our team was doing terrible. And um, our coach basically told Chicago, just just bring them up, you know, um, play them when you can. And um, I ended up playing like 30 games for them. I sat in the press box for probably 20 some. So, um, but I was always thankful for, for the coach to uh, get me out of there because I think I would would have been on pace for. 600 penalty minutes just to um, <laughs> that was just to survive i wasn't trying to oh it was hilarious playing in that league <laughs> how was it playing in the old chicago stadium oh goodness that was a great uh great rink it um it seemed like the walls were straight up and the fans were just tiered and they were over the ice and um Back then, they would um, fights would happen in the in the balcony, and you'd swear they were going to fall off. <laughs> and then, um, then the police, the off security, which were off duty police officers, would come in, handcuff the two guys together after they've been brawling up and down the aisle, <laughs> and then they both be like cheering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was an amazing. Uh, it was one of the loudest buildings I've ever been in. Well, what was tough though was um, if, I found if you get in a fight and you're tired, the dressing rooms were like two flights down. So you had to walk upstairs to get on the ice and downstairs to get off the ice. So it was a tough little walk there if you were winded. <laughs> <laughs> uh, playing for the Blackhawks and the, uh, and, and the Penguins, uh, what was your favorite memory of playing in the show? Um, probably, um, well, I think personally being named captain of the Penguins the one year, um, I think it was in 87, um, the year before we had a 
good solid run, but we ended up just missing the playoffs. So um, we had a coaching change and uh, the coach wanted to, uh, he didn't feel that Mario was ready to be captain yet. And um, <clears throat> so he asked if I, if I would be willing to be captain. I said, absolutely. So I started out the year and that was the year. Of course, back then, Canada and the U.S., there, you couldn't watch hockey in, in from Canada in the U.S. There was no cable or any anything showing it. So the, um, what was it, the Canada Cup yeah. in 87? Remember when, uh, was it Lemieux that scored the, the winner yeah. in the last Russia, minute or yeah. whatever? Yeah. So, I mean, we're in Pittsburgh and we, we know nothing about this. That, you know, all the, the great hockey that he played there. And uh, so when he came back, he was a totally different player. He was playing to win. And, um, you know, it was amazing to see. And, I was, and then I got hurt and he became captain and, you know, he was ready to take over. But um, the other great thing I, I really liked was our first coach was Bob Barry. And um, when we'd have a tie game in overtime, he always liked to put me out there with Mario for the first overtime shift. It used to be five on five. And um, and Mario just say, just go to the net with your stick on the ice. <laughs> I think I might have scored a couple goals that way. That was that was pretty cool. <clears throat> you mentioned Mario Lemieux. You played four years with him. For the younger listeners, how good was Lemieux? Mario was amazing. I think um, you know, as great as Gretzky was, he also had a supporting cast. I think there were like five Hall of Famers on on his team in Edmonton, and Mario was basically by himself. You know, he, a lot of the stuff he did, you know, he created himself and, um, you know, didn't have a lot of other people being as uh, as great as he was. And um, the physical game that he absorbed, because we were in a tough division. We had um, Philadelphia, Washington, New Jersey, Rangers. These were all big physical teams. And he took a, a punishing to get those points. And for me, having playing with him and watching him, it, it, I, I think he was you know, one of the greatest to uh, ever play. Uh, earlier, we mentioned the, the old International League. Um, was, was there any difference between the two leagues, between the American League and the IHL? Like, um, as in, like, talent, the, the pace of the game, and Yes. Yeah. Like I was saying earlier that um, the AHL, of course, in the 80s, hockey was a tough physical game back then, violent. And um, NHL was less. AHL was a little worse. The IHL was really bad. Uh, You know, they they had each team had probably like five, six, 35 year old guys. That's all they did was fight. And uh, (laughs) You know, and we were coming in with, I think our oldest player was like 22 years old. We're all just young guys. And we had guys from Western hockey with like 500 penalty minutes, guys from Quebec with 400. And these guys were intimidated. They didn't want anything to do with anybody. And, uh, 
you know, I, I didn't blame him a lot because if, if you hadn't been in that position where every night you're outgunned and outmanned and, and you know, if you haven't been in that position for you, you don't know how you're going to react. So, um, yeah, I could tell you some stories. Um, we had one kid, he goes into the corner to get the puck and the guy he's going in the corner with stops turns around and two hands him in the, in the head, knocks him out. <laughs> and we asked the ref, you're not going to call a penalty? He said, no, that's the lowest I've ever seen him carry his stick. <laughs> so, uh, like that suspension with Austin Matthews the other day, he got suspended two games. What would a guy in, in that arrow get for that cross check? Would he get two games or would, would he just get a, like a two-minute penalty per cross-check yeah, probably, probably a two-minute penalty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it had to be – I think you really had to hurt someone to uh, draw the attention of the, of the league. <laughs> in 2003, you were inducted into the American Hockey League Hall of Fame. How big of an honor was that for you? Well, that was the Rochester Americans Hall of Fame. And um, okay. yeah, um, for me, that was a big honor because um, Rochester Americans, they've been around for 60, 70 years, quite a long time. They've won seven Calder Cups in their, they've had some great hockey players go through there. Um, of course, I think everyone knows that um, uh, Don Cherry, Played yeah. there, coach there, got his start there. And um, so I played there six years. My last, uh, the way it worked, I played three years and then I retired for two years. And then they asked me to come back and I played another three years. Oh, wow. So I ended up six years there. So, yeah, great town, great hockey fans. Were the fans really passionate? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because they've they've been there. They've had um, good hockey teams forever. So um, you know, it just seems like in families and their dad cheered on the Americans, and so they you know they just kept going. Do you watch uh, much hockey uh, today? Uh, on YouTube, they have those um, ten minute. Uh, <laughs> um, what do you call them? Regroup or recap? Yeah, video clips. Yeah. Yeah, if if there was a game, I because I, I don't really stay up too late anymore. So and kind of like a lot of times I'm like, yeah, I want to watch that game. And then when the, it's time to watch a game, I'm like, ah, I don't feel like. Watching it. So, yeah, <laughs> what do you, oh, go ahead. Oh, what do you think of today's game? Like with the last stick work and just a lot of skating and just totally different compared when you played. Yeah, it is a totally different game. I I like it. I think it's. um Good hockey, um, you know. Obviously, the skill level is uh, way better than it was back when we were playing. Um, you know, you teams back then had anywhere from one to four or five tough guys that really didn't deserve to be playing as a hockey player. And um, so, I think the game overall is better. Some, you know, some people say, well. Uh, some guys get away with a lot more than they ever did, but really 
there were little guys and pests back in the <laughs> 70s and 80s that got away with it back then too. So, you know, I, I like it that there's uh, less fighting. I don't think it, uh, it really hurts, hurts the game or takes away from it. Who is the who is one player that you played with that never played in the NHL but had this the skill but just the size because back then it was a big a big guy's game right but that mm-hmm. but can play in today's game oh geez um, oh quite a few guys quite a few guys I mean the biggest thing. I saw was that a lot of guys with um, skill didn't have the grit to play through the uh, the tough the tough stuff. And um, we had a player, um, Craig Strawn in Rochester, um, that was a great, fast, could make plays, could score, and he was determined player like he would he would take the punishment to to make plays and you know i think a player like him could definitely play in today's game what advice would you give young players oh what advice um i guess what worked for me is um decide what your goal is and if it's to be an nhl hockey player then give it your best work at it 100%. And then if it works, great. And if it doesn't, at least you can always say you did your best and you tried your hardest. And and then that's all you can ask of yourself. Okay, before we let you go, we always finish our interviews, I think called five rapid niche questions. So uh, we'll get started on those. Number one, baked or fried bannock? Without a doubt, pride. <laughs> uh, number two, ever use a bed sheet for a door or curtain? Yes. <laughs> we get a lot of yeses for that one. Uh, number three, ever see Ernest Munias live in concerts? No. No. Number four, Indian taco or Bannock burger? Ooh, Indian taco. Fifth and last question. Can you jig? Absolutely. <laughs> that's out of boy. That's the way. <laughs> most the way most, I grew up. <laughs> most guys can't. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Dan. We uh, we thank you for taking the time to, um, to come on the show, and we uh, appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. All right, thank you. Okay, this is it. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, welcome back. That was a good interview with Dan. It's always good to have those old vets, mm-hmm. the guys that played hockey when hockey was hockey, like the stick work, the cross checks, just the crazy mayhem. So it's good yeah. to see, good to have Dan on the shows. It was a big honor, especially him playing with Lemieux. And yeah, when Lemieux was just coming up, and so. Right on. Now we'll go with uh, our top five. And this week, <laughs> our uh, Bush is going with top five. So dig yeah. it away. Well, this week was something different. Um, 
figure towards the end of the season, you know, uh, last tournaments of the year, uh, you know, the, the fights are coming over. I'm talking between uh, the hockey players and their spouses and how they're not allowed to go in any of our tournaments and why, uh, you know, just the last tournament, just the last couple fights. I think the title should be um, top five reasons why you're still getting mad or why you're... <laughs> Or why? Why are you still getting mad at me for? <laughs> How come you're still being a uh, Tagai? Are you still mad, or is it, or, or just a new mad? <laughs> okay. Okay. This is now. Picture you guys are coming home from a hockey tournament. Okay. All right. You said you were gonna go buy smokes. That was on Friday morning. <laughs> I knew a guy that was like that. Um, yeah. Friday night, he told his wife that he was going to go drop off movies at Blockbuster. And he didn't go back to like uh, Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Holy man. Uh, number two. Okay. You said you're going to watch the kids this weekend. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the three. You said it was my turn. There was a monster bingo this weekend. If you uh, if you want mon- monster bingo, would you go back home? Uh, oh, go, go party for a bit, <laughs> then go home. Yeah. And number three or number four, you said you're gonna play on my brother's team. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing about some tourneys, like the family teams, like they'll get yeah. they'll get pissed off or offended if you don't play for their team. Not just little offended, they get really fucking mad. Oh, yeah. Imagine if you play them in a tournament, you'll just be getting yeah. two enders all, all weekend. And I was just probably just in warm up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the last one was, Where'd you get the money? I thought you said you were broke. <laughs> yep. It's not even your payday. How come you think you can go? Yeah. <laughs> So those are my, uh, you know, favorite five reasons why uh, we're, you know, why we're getting mad at, you know. <laughs> so you better start cleaning the house when you get home, <laughs> cook supper when you get home, wake up Monday morning with the kids and take them to school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you were, uh, if you were asked to go play in a tournament and you had no money, but the guys are like, hey, just come with us, just come with us. Would you go to Money Mart and take out a payday advance? Oh, no. No? No. What is it, like 30%? I don't know what it is. Yeah, I think so. That's like maybe like five bucks for every hundred, maybe. I don't know. Would you go there and just sneak quietly uh, without telling the spouse that, oh, yeah, honey, I went to Money Mart to go borrow some money to go play hockey? Oh my god! Would you oh. do it? No. No. <laughs> what if you guys were had like a really stacked team and you guys were pretty much going to win that tournament and just go pay it back? <laughs> Holy shit! Now you're thinking, damn it! I need uh, I need my two recent pay <laughs> my, two, my my two pay stubs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just know knows what you need to go there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
So uh, what's happening this weekend? This weekend, there's an annual tournament in Dryden called Dryden Last Chance Tournament. There's three divisions. There's women's divisions, 45-plus divisions, men's and men's 35 and over. It's going to be good. Again, tournament. You're nice going trip. You're going to a tournament and you haven't skated what, in two, going on three weeks, man. Yeah. It'll come are back you, to me. Are you going to be okay? I'm going to be okay. Do you get more, your muscles, do they get more sore playing hockey for a weekend or skiing for a couple of days? Skiing for an hour. For an hour, really? For an hour, yeah. The lactic acid builds up in a hurry when you're on the slopes. What's uh, What kind of acid is that? Lactic acid? I thought you said ass acid. <laughs> ass acid. <laughs> ass acid. <sighs> so for, for an hour of skiing is just as much as playing the whole weekend of hockey. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you yeah. take like A535 or anything? No, like I had a hot tub. Skied? Hot tub? Yeah. And I stayed in there for like maybe two hours, hour and a two half. Two hours? After, hour and a half. Hour. Oh, yeah. The muscles just, yeah, is really good. Remember that movie Hall Pass when Owen Wilson fell asleep in the Whirlpool, the jacuzzi? And he no, tried to get out of there and his legs were all numb and he couldn't walk. <laughs> And they had a then a black guy was trying to help him, and that black guy was naked, and his weenug was just in his face. <laughs> oh my god! Just this big weenug in Owen Wilson's <laughs> face, and he couldn't move because his legs were just numb from all that time in the world. Oh, oh my god! Oh, good times, I guess. Eh? Yeah. So yeah. Well, Jordan should be interesting. Old timers tourneys. Because some good. of those old timers can still, can still play skate. like it's 1980 and like to give you the stick. Like yeah. A lot of stick work. So if you're in the Jordan area, come watch Bush Dangle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no slap shot. So he does his famous Ray Bork half clapper. Yeah. Up what is it up to the knees or the waist? I, I think they're gonna I think they want the, the waist. The waist? That's still yeah. you'll still get a good shot. Yeah, you can like still good slap shot from the waist up, right? Mm-hmm. Anything else? Are you paying much pain? Are you paying much attention to the spring training for baseball? No. No, not yet. No, I'm not a big baseball fan. No. I never I never I never paid attention to players or who's playing who, or I just sometimes if uh if the playoffs are on, I'll, I'll watch it, but I'm just I'm just not an MLB guy. Uh, Jack mentioned about possibly going on a road trip to Minneapolis. Go watch the Blue Jays. Really? The, uh, Blue Jays play Minnesota. I was checking at work. End of August. Oh. It'd be fun. Minneapolis is pretty fun. Nice stadium. And they have it where there's a train, like a subway, and it pulls up right to the stadium, like right beside the stadium. Really? Yeah. Shit. So that's something... We should maybe plan group of guys go, go play some golf, go to a baseball game. I thought we were doing that in Phoenix. Where? Minneapolis. Minneapolis? Eh? <laughs> no, actually, I when you said baseball, I thought I thought you were just going to talk about going to that uh, Winnipeg, the Gold Eyes. Oh, you ever well, watch we, those ones? Yeah, 
we go can't be it's double a baseball and it's really good baseball like it, i like the fact that it's high scoring right like it's yeah. constant it's nice night high scoring it's nice it's pretty cool it's pretty fun it's Plus a pay, cool too. group anyway. like a, it's a cool team because half the team they're still trying to make it above that double a level yeah and half the other half are just former triple a major league baseball players mm-hmm. just playing just because they love the game so it's a yeah good match and 20 bucks to sit behind home plate. Yeah, it's pretty good prices. And it's good baseball. It's double A baseball. So, yeah, we like going to a couple of games. Because we can go there and then play a hit around a golf in Winnipeg. Like, it's just, that's what yeah. you're doing, talking about it. Like, okay, oh, yeah, good. we could do that. Just call up Jay and say, let's go to a game. Uh-oh. Let's go yeah, golf. Jay, Jeff, Kerry. Yeah. Mark, yeah. Jeff, Kerry, you listening? Jay, we're coming to see you. Summer. I just came back from the arena before we started recording, and it was weird walking around without a mask because today's the first day in yeah. Ontario where you don't have to wear a mask. Yeah, in over two years. It was weird. I know. Like I saw Gary Gate. He's like, I told him this is weird walking around with no mask. So I was like that in BC. We it was glorious. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll I'll still keep one in my pocket. Just I don't know. Yeah. Just kind of security, but I think there, there, there's, there still should be some people that wear masks, like the people that spit and they talk all the time. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, it's something like th- this weekend. I'll just carry one around yeah. just for just in case. But yeah, it is weird. It's going to take a while to get used to, and hopefully we don't have to go back to fucking wearing masks. Yeah. So. So remember, guys, if you're still sick. Stay just up. stay home. Stay home. Stay it's home. just treated like a cold. And, yep. and you guys don't have to post it on social media. Oh, look at my look at my positive test. Look at my negative test. Just oh, give us a shit. Yeah. You don't give a shit. Yeah. Just keep that shit off social media. Yep. We don't feel sorry for you. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, with that being said, and kids, what? parents, oh yeah, don't share water bottles. Do not share water bottles at all. I don't care if you don't have your water bottle. Don't drink all game. Go home, drink your water. Don't share yes. water bottles. So that's from uh, spoken from the heart from our elder of the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ass. <laughs> With that being said, uh, thanks for joining us for another week, and we'll see Thank you, you next week. Yes, we will. Episode Thank you. Th- Thirty-eight of Res Hockey. So yes, remember take care. Of- Take care of each other. Love each other. And uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Peace. Peace. Oh, you let me have the last oh, word. I, I didn't even press. Did I press? Oh, stop? no, you don't. You okay. I'm pressing stop. Recording. Okay. See you guys. Bye. Bye.